You are this country's first openly gay Prime Minister. How big a deal is this for you personally? Brexit process. US investment bank Lehman Brothers collapsed. I said this was a once in a generation a global vote. financial crisis. But I believe we have voted today for the next generation. Don't be rude. Ireland has spoken with a clear, strong voice. I think I should stop now and start again because I don't think you this is a good news. start of the debate. Welcome to the Dublin Law and Politics Review podcast, in which we discuss current political events. My name is Annelieke Moy, and with me today is Michal Doroshek, PhD researcher at the University of Warsaw, with whom I'll be discussing his research on market discipline in the EU banking sector in the light of the Bank, Re Bank Recovery and Resolution Directive. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or find us on social media via at DublinLPR or on our website DublinLPR.ie. This podcast will furthermore be aired on Swatch Radio Navi Mumbai and Galway's Flirt FM. So welcome, Michal. Can you talk to us a little bit about your research? Sure. So as you mentioned while presenting me, my main area of research is a kind of new framework for bank, bank resolution in the European Union, which was adopted in the aftermath of the global financial crisis it started in the US in 2007-8 and which had some very, very, very strong implications for the financial sector in the European Union. And uh, like basically the, the big problem back in the, in the years of two, two, 2008-2009-2010 was that most of the European, uh, European Union member states didn't have any special procedures to deal with, uh, with, with bankruptcies of banks or credit institutions. And suddenly it turned out that most of the, these banks were too big to fail and it wasn't possible just to put them into kind of regular insolvency procedures. And the only alternative was to recapitalize them uh, with, uh, with the public funds. But after a few rounds of the, these kinds of recapitalizations, it turned out that many the public budgets of many countries uh, were uh, uh, were at their limits, and countries become hugely overdebted, and new solutions uh, were needed, and that's uh, that's how this, uh, the European Union started the works on the on these new uh, procedures to deal with. Uh, banks, even those biggest banks, these global, uh, these global systemic important banks, in a way that will allow every single bank uh, to be uh, to be resolved in a in a case of crisis. And while this kind this kind of resolution framework uh, has already been uh, quite thoroughly researched in international by international scholars, what I'm trying to focus is how this uh, new framework uh, kind of interplays uh, with market uh, with market discipline and basically market discipline. Sorry if I may interrupt for just a second. You talk about a lot of complicated subjects. So first of all, when you said too big to fail, this is important, of course, in the context of the financial crisis where we saw that Lehman Brothers, a financial institution, failed and then the domino effect and a lot of people lost their confidence in the financial sector. Now, what is this resolution trying to do in order to make sure that 
banks can fail. Will we see a lot of more banks failing? Well, there is a, there is high probability right now uh, that we will see that we will witness some bank failures in the near future. Of course, now it's not about uh, the final crisis itself, financial crisis itself, but everything has uh, has been triggered by by the of course COVID nineteen crisis. And at the moment, still most of the financial institutions are uh, are coping quite well. To, to high extent, thanks to the may to the overhaul of the whole prudential regime that was uh, implemented uh, after uh, after the last last crisis. But if the if the current crisis, if the current health and economic crisis continues persists, then we I am afraid that the, that there there will be some bank failures to come. I think that just a few days ago, both European Central Bank and European Banking Authority published uh, results of their research and of their forecasts for the future, saying that if the worst case scenario is going to happen, a lot of a uh, lot of banks will uh, will lose of, uh, will lose up to a few percent of their regulatory capital, which will already place them. Uh, in a situation that they, they could be perceived as uh, likely to fail. So will this new resolution prevent, because that's something a lot of people would be worried about if their bank fails, will people lose their savings or are these savings still guaranteed? So it depends, it depends, because here we, we, need, to, uh, we need to look at uh, two intertwined, but also uh, different, different sets of rules. So one of them is system uh, is so to the system of, of guarantee of deposits and this systems guarantees for every uh, for every citizen to to have a guarantee for their savings in every in a, in every bank one has the, their savings up to 100,000 uh, euro so if you if you if you don't have more than this more than this uh, this amount in a in a single bank, your savings are set. If you if you have gathered more savings in one bank, then you 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 need to be conscious that in case of bank failure, some of this uh, some of these savings may be lost. So the system of guarantee of deposits is one thing. The 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 other thing is this bank bank resolution framework. So basically, bank resolution framework, although it doesn't increase the amount of uh, of guarantee it serves it should uh, it should help the, the authorities to resolve banks in such a way as to minimize uh, the losses that you and me uh, could bear in a case of a bank failure and there are well it's very interesting because we speak about bank resolutions and how governments will be aided so in this new resolution um, when a bank fails, will governments be in charge of ensuring its insolvency procedure? So it depends. It depends on uh, which uh, which EU member states we are talking about. Because if we are talking about uh, member states in the uh, eurozone member states, then uh, the authority in charge is single resolution board 
based in uh, Brussels. And this is, a, this is part of this banking, banking Union project. Uh, and it means that for all the banks that are, uh, that are covered uh, by, by this system, this is the single resolution board, the pan-European institution, it is responsible for taking decisions on, a, on resolution. The very important caveat is that even for banks established in the Eurozone, uh, only the biggest ones are covered by this uh, centralized system. All the smaller local regional banks with very limited amount of assets are, uh, are still covered by the national authorities. And when we talk about countries that are not parts of the, of the Eurozone, like for example Poland, uh, when I live, uh, we, we, are, we are not members of the Eurozone as well as we are not parts of the banking union, which means that this would be solely national authorities responsible for, for, uh, for implementing this, uh, this procedure. Okay, so the difference is if you have a, a multinational bank within the Eurozone, then it's the single resolution board. If it is a smaller local bank, it will be the national government. And if you're outside the Eurozone uh, area. Yep. Basically, okay, that this sounds is, interesting. This so is what is your so research adding to the current, what, what is your question with regard to this resolution? You mean in my research, right? Yes. Okay, sure. So, uh, so basically when we, when we talk, when we, analyze, when we research this bank resolution framework, we try to look into different aspects of how it can, um, it can be implemented in case of a bank failure. What will work, what different solutions we've got, etc., etc. And I'm trying to look, uh, to, look uh, to, to take a step back and look what influence these new rules have on, on all these behaviors they hap that happen when the bank is still in good shape. Because, and here we come to the, to the central concept for, for my thesis, which is market discipline. And this is the, and this is the idea that um, investors should discipline banks, which means that in case of bank taking too much risk, investors, especially shareholders, but especially bondholders should, uh, should regularly monitor the risk that banks take. And if they perceive the banks that uh, to be taking too much risk, they should increase the cost of capital and trying in this way influence them to, to, lay, to lower, to, to, you know, to take up new strategies, to lower the, the risk of uh, the, the level of risk. And, yeah, and in a perfect scenario, if this doesn't happen, if banks continue, uh, continue to increase the riskiness of their behaviors, uh, they should be completely cut off uh, from the from the market from the market finance, and basically lack of market discipline was was one of the biggest problems reasons for the last global financial crisis because investors were you know, just investing in banks nobody cared about about the risk of the about the risk that banks were taking because everyone thought that in case of in case of a bank failure they would be bailed out by the government and this exactly happened yes because we've seen this in multiple examples where governments save their banks in order to ensure that their national financial interests and especially also social interests i mean 
it's not just about money it's also people's savings that are on their bank account and it's it's businesses conducting their financial transactions so you saw that governments indeed save their banks now one other problem and one other criticism for example towards the ecb and the, the european central bank has been that it primarily sought when uh, there were issues with Greece and Ireland and other countries, it primarily safeguarded the interests of these big banks and of the financial uh, sectors and financial investment investors. Is the single resolution mechanism also going to restrain, for example, governments or government bodies or European Union institutions from bailing out in uh, large banks yeah in uh, exactly in theory it should but we we've already had some cases uh, to the contrary but it's interesting to to ask whether it was good or bad for let's say regular citizens because one of the most not one of the most famous in fact we we've had uh, so far only four cases when the single resolution board uh, has taken any any decisions with regard to resolution. So one of these cases regards so-called Veneto banks, uh, which were uh, which were failing, uh, and at the time, a single resolution board decided not to uh, not to launch resolution procedures because it, it thought that it wouldn't be, that it wasn't in public interest, and instead of pursuing this uh, resolution procedure. These banks were liquidated in accordance with the Italian national uh, national procedures, and actually, this, like the single resolution board's decision not to launch resolution, allowed uh, Italian Italian authorities to actually to 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 transfer more public funds to this uh, to this uh, to, to this bank and to somehow safeguard. The interest of the many regular citizens who were in possession of the senior, the senior obligations, senior debt of uh, of this uh, of these failing Venezuelan banks. If the single resolution board had taken decision to resolve uh, this bank in accordance with resolution framework, most of these uh, senior senior bondholders, regular uh, regular citizens, would have lost uh, their savings because of this more stringent, let's say, rules uh, with regard to use of public funds in resolution. So in some cases, actually, like decision not to, not to launch resolution and instead to, uh, to launch just the regular insolvency proceedings could be more beneficial to, uh, to like, let's say, regular people. But it depends on how much of senior, senior debt of the credit institutions is in possession of, uh, of, uh, of retail investors. In Italy, this, uh, this share is very high. So in, uh, so in Italy, like resolving most of the banks will just mean, uh, will just mean erasing, uh, erasing, uh, erasing uh, debt uh, that, was, uh, that was in possession of, the, of, the, of retail investors. In other countries, the not so many retail investors uh, possess senior debt of credit institutions. You specifically in your research look at market discipline. How did the market or the investors respond or behave around these uh, this resolution 
procedure not being initiated by the social resolution board, but rather by national authorities. Sure. So, the, so this is this is closely related to what I was just saying about these Veneto banks, because we could witness in back in 2017 when this decision was taken and when uh, the resolution procedure was not launched. Uh, just shortly after that, uh, we could witness that, for example, institutional investors were uh, started to look for uh, to look for bonds issued by by those banks. That have that have already sold uh, quite big uh, quantities of uh, of the senior senior debt uh, to retail investors. So in this case, like uh, professional uh, professional investors, like big uh, institutional uh, investors, like started to think that banks that uh, that sell a lot of their debt to like retail investors to regular citizens can gain this extra shield. And then again, it, uh, it really hampers the market discipline because again, the same effect that, uh, that, that was in place before the financial crisis and that I described before started to happen. These uh, professional investors started to invest, uh, started to invest in, uh, in, these Italian, in these Italian banks, which, uh, which have also high share of, uh, of senior debt sold to, to, regulate, to, to, to retail investors, believing that in case of the failure of these kinds of banks, the bank will be bailed out and they will be safe. And therefore they don't have to work. They don't have to worry too much about the risk, uh, about the riskiness of, of the actions taken by these banks. So we see that markets do respond to this decision to leave it up to na national authorities yeah absolutely absolutely so this kind of more empirical research that i'm not directly doing in my in my phd in my phd in research because it's mostly about this rule mostly about you know legal framework i i re i research like this legal cases that have already happened and try to look for some lacuna in legal framework more than like to like looking at more uh, like re like uh, regular numbers about the, the investors behaviors but the, so the, the empirical research that have been taken so far by some other researchers show that in general introduction of resolution framework have, uh, have had positive impact on market discipline that yields on uh, most of the debt issued by, by banks in the European Union uh, have, uh, have increased after the production of, of this framework, which means that investors have started to factor in the real possibility of a, of a failure of, this ba uh, of banks and not receiving any money from, from the government. But the cases, as I mentioned, uh, in Italy showed also the, the, others, uh, the, the other side of it, so in, case when, in cases when resolution is not triggered and banks are liquidated in, uh, in so-called regular procedures with much aid received from the state, from the state then this market discipline is weakened again and investors are, are tempted to look, uh, to look for, for opportunities to invest in these kinds of banks that, that, that gain an extra shield from the state. So in your research, you mentioned you're looking for this legal framework. Now that must be quite difficult because 
I can imagine that every case is different. So how are you diluting a legal framework? Well, like I'm not sure I uh, I understand well the questions. Like you mean, <laughs> you spoke about the single resolution framework and the decision for the single resolution board whether to proceed uh, resolution procedures or leave it to national law and national authorities. Here, you're trying to distill a legal framework as to when they make what decision. Yeah. So, uh, so basically. I, in the first in the first step, I describe like this uh, this new framework, like in its uh, first order best uh, best shape, saying that these and these rules allow for the enhancement of market discipline because we we've introduced this uh, this instrument of bail-in, which allows uh, which allows the, uh, the, comp the the competent authorities like single resolution board just you know to wipe out all the shareholders and bondholders, and in this case, somehow allow bank to, to continue its, uh, its uh, activities. Uh, and then I'm, I, I was looking for, you know, some kind of uh, exemptions, some kind of uh, exceptions, which, uh, which again, allow banks and their investors to escape this general rule that in case of banks problems, shareholders and bondholders should participate uh, should participate in you know uh, taking the burden uh, for the bank's problem so for example opportunity to somehow bank on this framework is parallel systems of the resolution procedures and national uh, insolvency procedures then you've got some other options like precautionary recapitalization which was also applied to one of Italian banks, Monte dei Pasci di Siena, and which again allowed uh, to save uh, to save senior uh, senior bondholders. And then you've got some uh, special exemptions in case you actually apply bail-in. Then you've got some uh, some rules that will allow you to to exempt some uh, some senior bondholders. Uh, from being uh, embraced by this bailing and these rules are in fact so general and inconcrete that actually uh, the single resolution board could possibly possibly apply it to almost every kind of uh, uh, investor and then you also then I also yeah and then you've got also some rules uh, being on the uh, so some rules like coming from uh, from other uh, legal acts like uh, this is system of uh, guaranteed deposits that I mentioned earlier because there are also some uh, some situations when uh, you can avoid resolution of a bank if the system uh, if, the, if the if the system of uh, guarantee of deposits transfers some of its funds to, to a failing bank so there are still like many many different options that allow us to avoid bail-in, which in theory in 2014 was announced as a new uh, standard for dealing with failing banks. Okay, so what kind of exemptions have you found? What kind of rules are you distilling? So, uh, so there, I would say that uh, these are uh, more kind of procedural, uh, procedural uh, exemptions 
which uh, which somehow allow different actors to use their power to to avoid resolution and uh, this is in case for example in case of single resolution board the, the like the procedure right now is that after single resolution board takes addition to resolve a given bank this decision is transferred to, to eu council which has to accept this decision uh, and the, and this like becomes you know subject to some uh, possibly to some political political let's say settlements because yeah, in theory like centralization of the system like transfer of powers to the single resolution board was a way to guarantee the decisions are taken not because of you know some political considerations whether to to save our national champions whether to save our citizens but in case of like real needs but then if the decision uh, taken by the civil resolution board goes to EU council in which ministers of given states are represented then you've got this opportunity for like stronger stronger countries like germany like france like like even italy you know to influence other uh, representatives of other countries you know to to vote for for rejecting this decision and the, to gain this ability to, again to bail out bank, uh, banks whereas like you know smaller countries with not not uh, so high vo voting power will be it will be very it will be much more difficult for them to bail out uh, you know to reject the single resolution board decision and to be able to bail out their own banks so you know, again it, this creates kinds of spheres for unequal treatment so this is kind of uh, more procedure and then this like more substantial uh, more substantial exemptions that I made that I mentioned earlier which uh, which in theory like which in theory are designed to you know to to avoid negative consequences for financial stability when you when you apply bailing instrument but again which creates opportunities for for different actors just to, you know try to influence decision uh, decision makers to to be to be exempt okay so unfortunately we're running out of time but you've been doing this project for nearly four years now was there anything that surprised you in your findings yeah i would say that it really surprised me that after after its implementation there be there has been so few cases uh, after the after the adoption of the new framework the, there has been so few cases so far so so yeah when i when i started the when i started researching it i, I was sure that you know uh, in the in the upcoming years the new cases will come and i will have more uh, material to work on but so unfortunately that unfortunately for me fortunately for most of the banks and for most of the savers it has not happened uh, so far uh, so yes this this was a kind of a surprise uh, to me like i hope that this will not uh, this will not change in the future because i'm almost done with my research and i hope that savers and that uh, people will not lose their money because of the bank failures but as we discussed in the in the beginning like the current crisis if it uh, if it uh, if it persists it creates like uh, high chances that some uh, some new failures of banks will, will come. Yes, it would be good for your research, but nevertheless, let's hope that all the banks survive and we don't have many failures.
So thank you again for talking to me. And it was very nice discussing this topic, especially that it's so current. It started during the financial crisis where this whole framework started to be generated. But unfortunately, it might be implemented quite soon if indeed the economic recession. It's predicted that the euro area on average will shrink with 7%. So you might have a lot more study material, unfortunately, quite soon. But thank you again, and thank you all for listening to the Dublin Law and Politics Review podcast today on the market discipline in the EU banking sector in light of the Bank Recovery and Resolution Directive. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or follow us on social media via at Dublin LPR. Comments, questions, and suggestions are very welcome via contact at dublinlpr.ie. My name is Anik Moy, and I wish you a very pleasant day.